The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. Welcome to Prescriptions for Healing Conflict. I'm Lloyd. I'm the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank. Mari's been an attorney mediator for 26 years, and during that time she's resolved thousands of disputes as a neutral conflict healer. She's a member of the Orange County Superior Court Mediation Panel, and she's been a law professor of negotiations and mediation and presently teaches negotiations right here at UCI. She's the author of Negotiations Breakthroughs and co-author of Stepping Stones to Success and several other books. To listen to previous interviews, see upcoming guests, download podcasts, and learn more, visit www.conflicthealing.com. So Mari, what's your show about today? Well, Lloyd, today is a fascinating show. It's, it's about love never dying. And we have this great book that I'm just about finished reading called Love Never Dies, how to Reconnect and Make Peace with the Deceased. And this is by Dr. Jamie Turndoff. And Lloyd, you may remember we had a great interview with Jamie before when we read her book, Kiss Your Fights Goodbye, Dr. Love's 10 Simple Steps to Cooling Conflict and Rekindling Your Relationship. And now she has this great book that just came out in August, and we're just so thrilled to talk about it. But for those of you who didn't hear our interview with her before, let me tell you about this incredible woman. Dr. Jamie Turndoff holds a PhD in clinical psychology, and she is an internationally known and respected relationship therapist. She's also an author, an advice columnist, and a veteran media personality. For three decades, countless fans have been benefiting from Dr. Turnoff's life-changing advice via radio, TV, the internet, and print. Known worldwide as Dr. Love on the web, TV, and radio, and print, she's been featured on NBC, CNN, CBS, and Fox, as well as on Inside Edition, VH1, and many others. And she, her advice columns have been published in WebMD, iVillage, Men's Health, Glamour, New Woman, American Woman, Cosmopolitan, and many other periodicals. And uh, she writes a column for Psychology Today on relationships. And she has authored several books on resolving relationship conflicts with partners, friends, family, and children. Hay House has published her her last two books, which are The Kiss Your Fights Goodbye that I just talked to you about, and this new one, Love Never Dies. And she introduces her new trans-dimensional grief therapy in this book. And I just can't wait to talk more about it, but you can find out more about her, see her picture, the uh, URL of her website, have her bio, and also see the uh, her book image at conflicthealing.com. And of course, you can also go to her website as well at ask Dr. Love, that's A-S-K-D-R-L-O-V-E dot com. And we're just thrilled to have you join us again, Jamie, from New York. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm so happy to be with you. I love this new book, too, and I loved your last one that I read. So in this book, Love Never Dies, you 
you wrote this book for a very personal reason. Can you tell about the personal reason and about Jean? Sure, I would love to, because this really begins as my memoir, my love story. So when I was a young girl, I had a detailed premonition, Mary, of the man that I would marry, and so I waited for him to appear, and he did appear on the first day of my freshman year at Vassar College. I had been shut out of all the intro sociology classes, and the secretary said, go ask the department chair, Jean Pain, if he can find a seat for you in one of the closed sections. The minute I walked into Jean's office, I had the first and only out-of-body experience of my life. I felt my soul shooting at high speed through a tunnel to the end of my life, Mm. and it shot back into my body, and I get this message. Remember, every aspect of this meeting, he's going to be everything to you one day. Mm. And I forgot all about it. Can you imagine? I wasn't ready to do anything with the message. I forgot. Then in my senior year, I needed help with the statistical portion of my thesis, and I had heard that Jean was a statistician, among other things, so he helped me. And within a few weeks, really, we were madly in love with each other. Mm. And we were just absolute soulmates. Now, we came from completely different backgrounds because for most of his life, Jean had been one of the most famous Jesuit priests in history. Huh. I know. He taught at the Vatican. He wrote hundreds of books and articles in 10 different languages, which he spoke. He had 10 doctoral degrees. And he founded a movement called Liberation Theology, designed to fight church oppression from within. And he actually launched to international fame when he personally publicly opposed the Pope and the Catholic Church because they were trying to block the legalization of divorce. And he didn't want to see women trapped in marriages where they were being abused. So he fought on the grounds of liberation theology, religious freedom. The church should butt out of the private sector. And he won. He changed the course of Italian history and then... Soon after, the Pope granted him the dispensation, and he left the Jesuit order and the priesthood. Meanwhile, I had been raised by two devout atheist parents. (laughs) They were devoutly atheists. The only religion they practiced was religiously hating each other, (laughs) which is why I became a shrink, I'm sure. And so here we were very different, but we were absolutely perfect. We were soulmates. Mm. We're together. We do everything together. We write books together. We restore houses together. And then in the last year of his life, we started having a premonition that he was going to die of an accident. We just did not know when or where. Oh. I know. So on the last day, um, while we were here in New York, where I live, I started getting some really bad omens. Lightning struck our rose arbor and destroyed it. I saw 40 big black crows, and I just shook off the omens. We went to Italy, and while we were there, he was stung by a bee. Mm. And I watched him suffocate to death in front of me. Oh, my gosh. It was so harrowing, I can't even describe. So, But yes. here's the amazing thing. I go back to the hotel alone. I'm lying in the bed, hysterically crying. I'm frantic, crying and shaking. And next thing I know, I feel his hand stroke the entire length of my spine. And I jump up because I know what I felt, and I'm not imagining. And I look over my shoulder. There's nobody in the room, but he was there. And Jean has been with me ever since. And here's the thing. His amazing manifestations of his presence, often in front of witnesses, and I can give you some examples of these, they are so amazing. It proved to me that we don't die and that, therefore, our relationships 
need not end in death. And as a result of this realization, I was led to create this new trans-dimensional grief therapy method, which is what I describe in the rest of Love Never Dies. And my method completely diverges from the Western approach to grief, which leaves the bereaved at an even greater loss. The Western approach says, grieve, let go, move on, and do it in six months. And if you don't, we're going to give you drugs, and we're going to put psychiatric labels on you. It's ridiculous. So also, I know the Western approach to grief leaves us no way of resolving unfinished business with someone who's passed over. So what I'm doing here with Love Never Dies is I'm taking my conflict resolution method as presented in my other book, Kiss Your Fights Goodbye, and I'm bringing it to the world of after-death communication. So the result now is an unprecedented vehicle. The first time in history now the bereaved can reconnect and make peace with the deceased. Yes, and you know, it's always so sad when people say, oh, I never had a chance to say goodbye, or I never got a chance to resolve this with my mother, or whatever. And 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 now you can. Yeah, and now Now you you can. can. And I cannot tell you the healing and the peace. You know, I'm doing a radio show that I'm calling Love Never Dies on Hay House Radio, and people are calling me weeping and weeping in gratitude, because for one thing, they're just so grateful that a famous shrink is saying, this has happened to me. And then they're saying, wow, I thought I was imagining things. I thought I was crazy. But now people are coming out of the shadows and saying, I wasn't crazy. It really is happening. And just knowing you're not nuts allows you to (laughs) open up even more, you know? Yes. And I think that we're getting a shift in consciousness, don't you think, in our society? I hope so. I do hope so. I mean, what I'm finding is even when I do a lot of mainstream interviews, People are much more open, you know, to what I'm talking about. You know, today, as I said to you before we came on, a guy was saying, well, how do you prove this? And, you know, where's the science behind it? But, I mean, for the most part, people understand that when you're dealing with mystery, yes, it is of spirit. It is of the divine. And you cannot subject the divine to the scrutiny of the intellect. You just can't. Right. Mystery can't be parsed by our intellect, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Well, I remember, you know, in our the science of, of even gravity, people would say, well, how do you know gravity is there? Well, you can see the result of it, yeah, right? Yeah. And there's so many things that you can't really explain even in our universe. So That's this it. Is, and if you can't explain it, you know. That doesn't mean it's not happening. It just means right. we don't know how to explain it. But what's interesting is, and I say this in Love Never Dies, some of the greatest scientists have written about this yes. and said, you know, if I had, for example, this was Sigmund Freud, who said, if I had my life to live over again, I would devote myself to psychic research rather than psychoanalysis. Can right. you imagine? Right. right. And um, Edison said in Scientific American that he was working on a machine to help us communicate with those who've passed over and that he believed that it was absolutely possible. And, you know, now even Deepak Chopra and Stuart Hameroff, the professor emeritus at the University of Arizona, they're talking about survival of consciousness research and now with quantum physics research, we're more and more able to understand the experiences that I have had, and you know, and obviously I'm a really good spokesperson for this because I didn't believe in anything. And as soon as I started seeing, wow, I mean, you want me to tell you some of the things that Jean has done? Yes, I would love that. All right, so here we are. Uh, my first night back 
from Italy, again, I'm lying alone in my bed, crying hysterically. And the next thing I know, I hear Jean repeating something to me that sounds like a passage, but I don't know what it is. Mm. I go the next day to meet with his priest, and I say to the priest, Jean has been speaking to me. So the priest raises his brow in obvious skepticism. Yeah, right. right, right, right. But then I tell him what Jean said. The priest goes white crosses himself and says to me, Dear Lord Jamie, at first I didn't believe that Jean was speaking to you, but I do now. You are quoting an obscure biblical passage from the communion of saints. Like I would know. (laughs) I never read the Bible. I never went to church, right? Jean and I didn't discuss religion. So it took me a year to understand why Jean quoted that and only that passage to me. He was a religious pioneer in life. He continues to be in the afterlife. Mm. That passage was giving me the biblical proof that we are supposed to reconnect and stay connected with our loved ones in spirit. The communion of saints says our loved ones in spirit are one with or in communion with God and the saints. And since we're supposed to stay in communion and communication with God and the saints, this means we're supposed to stay in communion and communication with our loved ones who are one with God and the saints. So there it was. He's saying what we've been told about the afterlife is dead wrong. We're not supposed to live in an emotional wasteland, separated from those we love, waiting until we die so we can reconnect to them in heaven. Heaven is all around us. Heaven is a state, not a place. Death is an illusion, as Mm -hmm. Jean said. There's a very thin veil between the realm where we are and the realm where I am. This is what he said to me. So, and, that, and I love that. You know, come yeah, on, I love that. Uh, you notice how um, so many people are watching, like the Long Island Medium. There's all yeah. sorts of new shows that are just cropping up about this kind of stuff that people want to connect. They want to be able to say, "I love you. I'm sorry this happened," or, you know, did you know? Did you? Did you suffer? Are you okay now? People want to know this. And it's. I watch that show, and I just cry with joy seeing how people are so relieved. I think the beauty of what you're trying to say is all of us can do it. We don't need a medium. That's it. You don't need a medium or a psychic or anybody because we're all born with this innate ability to energetically communicate through... um, what I call open vessels, you know, people or animals who are open or communicate directly uh, using what I call earthly props, which are, you know, electronic devices especially that we can communicate back and forth. But we were born with this ability. Think about mothers, you know, who know how their babies feel or twins who know when the other twin living halfway across the world is injured, you know, or spouses that are really close. This is all energetic communication, and it's no different than us communicating energetically with loved ones in Spirit, same. You know, when my mother died and when my father died and when other loved ones died, I always looked for a sign. I would say, send me a sign that you're okay. Send me a sign. Yeah. And I got signs. I got so many signs. So I have felt like this for many, many, many years. Yes. And I have gotten those signs. And I always tell my friends when someone passes on, I, you know, I go, basically that you know they can hear you they can see you they love you just ask for a sign and when my nephew when my uh, nephew came when my sister died um, they had had a fight before she left for Florida on vacation with her husband and then she got very ill she got septicemia 
um, yeah. from a spider bite. You're talking yeah, about a bee bite, and I'm talking about it. And um, and she ended up dying, and he didn't have a chance. He flew out with me, and we went to Fort Myers where she was on vacation, and he didn't have a chance to say goodbye. And she was in a coma. I said, she can hear you. I guarantee she can hear you. And when she passed, I had him talk to her. And I said, yes. I guarantee you that my sister hears you and forgives you. A mother always forgives. She knows. She loves you. Don't worry about it. I know she can hear you. Just say what you need to say. She will hear it. So, so you know, here's the, the, the thing is, in Love Never Dies, I show you not only how to say it, but how, how to hear. talk back and forth. Because yes. we can actually hear them speaking to us. I'm, I don't mean hear voices. Right. But they are, we can use these props. Like, for example, I had a woman come into my office with her husband. She had never healed from the uh, grief of her father dying when she was a teen. I said, he's still here. He never left. The next thing you know, the battery backup machine starts beeping like crazy, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, that only happens when I have no power. My power's on. So finally they said, what is that? And I said, he's coming through. Yeah. You know, they are energy. They can interrupt the frequency of electronic right. devices. Right. And I said, when I acknowledge to him, we heard you, we get it, he'll stop. And that's exactly what happened. And I have so many examples of that in Love Never Dies. And people think... Oh, well, that only happens to you. Well, guess what? I was never indoctrinated with the belief that it could or couldn't, so I'm just open. But other people who have been raised, especially in the Christian faith, they're told you can't, this is, you know, horrible, this is, you know, the devil, whatever they're told. So when you're told you can't, you shut down your receiver, and then you don't get signs, and there's no communications coming. So I basically show you how to also free yourself from any of these perceptions Right. that will block you, and how to really open up all your channels, channels and create more receptivity, and how, of course, to recognize the signs, because lots of times we don't even know the signs are happening right. until uh, we are aware, oh, this is a sign, and that's a sign, and then the most exciting part of Love Never Dies is how you can dialogue with the departed to actually heal unfinished business. Yes. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Now, you know, some people are worried that if they communicate with the spiritual realm, realm that there's going to be some bad guys on the other side that are going yes, to try and come through. Yes, people are afraid. And this, the fact is, I use the analogy of call blocking. We have the ability to set boundaries for ourselves. So we know what love is. Our hearts know what love is. You can tell what love is. So if you feel something that's coming through that you don't like, you just put call blocking out. But I will say that that fear of it is really a remnant of medieval thinking that, oh, the devil is going to come through and dark forces. It's all a bunch of BS. Our loved ones in spirit are our gatekeepers. They're our protectors. They're watching over us. And I've never, ever experienced any kind of negative forces. Yeah, yeah. I have to tell you this story. Once um, for Halloween, I put up this really horrible thing in my house, you know, for the kids for fun, you know, when somebody comes trick-or-treating. And I have to tell you that it it brought in some kind of negative energy that was really bad to the point that um, my babysitter who lived with us at the time, she was an au pair from Sweden. She had a car accident the next day. Everybody was okay. All sorts of terrible things happened that I brought my minister over and had her do an exorcism because the I just felt this energy. So I am real careful never to bring anything like that in my house again. But, you know, I mean, you may think I'm crazy, but I am worried about those kinds of things that you want to only bring in the good because, um, 
there are people on the other side who haven't evolved yet, right? Well, I, my experience of the deal is that our loved ones are our gatekeepers. Right. And they are here to protect us, and boy, do they. And they really block block these unwanted presences. So, you know, I've never seen an issue with it. I don't think it's a concern because love always triumphs right. over evil. Right. So do you have an example of how he has protected you? Oh, my gosh, all the time. Well, this one is, this, I have so many. Uh, one day uh, he just said to me, beware of what you're eating today. Be very careful. And I went to a friend's for dinner, and I was eating very carefully, and there was ground glass on my plate. Oh, my goodness. Another day he warned me again. There was string and a, and a, and a stone in an arugula salad. Mm. And I'd be, I was so careful I didn't break my tooth. Right. He has protected me in unbelievable ways. Uh, one day I was locked out of the house, and this is what's wild. I hadn't even gotten to the house yet. I was about to turn the corner to my house, and I heard him say, don't worry, it'll be okay. Now, this goes to the fact that he knew before I knew I was going to be locked out that the key wouldn't work, mm. and I was okay because two seconds later, my handyman just drove by and let me in, and I'd never seen the handyman drive by okay. like that. So it, show, it tells us that the future's already happened. You know, time doesn't really even exist yeah. as we understand it, that yeah. he knew ahead of time what was going to happen to me. But this is a story I want to share that is so wild. And it just goes to show now, my stories in Love Never Dies are so over the top because he really wanted to make it clear for the world how true this is that we don't die and that our relationships don't end. So he's really pulled out all the stops. So these gifts are for everybody who I share our story with. So I was newly bereaved, and I was on the floor in my closet weeping. And for about a half hour, I'm thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, I've got to call my friend, Ann. I've got to call my friend, Ann. And I'm hemming and hawing. It's her work day. I can't bother her. After a half hour of this, my phone rings. I drag myself up. I go to the phone. It's It's Ann. Right. (laughs) She says, Jamie, did you just call me? I said, no, I was too busy crying, but I was thinking of calling you. She she, she says, but, Jamie, my phone rang, and your name and number appeared on the caller ID. So that was so amazing. Talk about helping me. He was saying to me, I'm here with you. I know your pain, and I know you need to call in, so I'm just having her call you. It proved his presence, and it proved he was watching over me. So now, a year later, I get a cough, and I cannot breathe, and I'm thinking, I'm going to suffocate the way he did. Mm. At that moment, I dialogued with him silently, and I said, could you please give me a sign right now that you're here with me? Do that phone trick, but this time do it with my friend and my housekeeper, Donna. Two seconds later, my phone rings, and it's Donna. Mm. She says, did you just call? I said, no, Donna. And then I tell her how I asked Jean if he could do this. And she says, Jamie, my phone rang, and your name and number appeared on my caller Mm. ID. All right, so if that's not wild enough, I go to a group of writers, and I tell them this. The head of the group, Gabe Davis, that's his name, he said, wow, I sure would like to see this phone caller ID trick repeated, and this time I'd like to see whether your own phone shows a record of having dialed out. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I forgot the whole thing. Uh, you know, and a month later I go back to the writer's group, and I'm due to meet him and his wife, Robin, for dinner. And I'm driving behind them in my own car, and suddenly at 4.58 I feel this enormous, tidal wave of love pouring into me. I know it's y'all. 
and I look at my clock in the car, and it says 4.58. I get to the restaurant. I get out of my car. Gabe rushes up to me. He says, Jamie, Jamie, you will not believe what happened. I said, what happened? He says, at 4.58, my cell phone rang. (laughs) He said, your name and number appeared on the caller ID. (laughs) He said, I picked up the phone, and a man's voice said, is Jamie there? Is Jamie there? <laughs> he said the there was extended, like the voice had an accent. Jean was French. Oh, and my he God. extended the word there, like there, like that. <laughs> he said it wasn't a real call. The voice just faded away, never clicked off. He says, go get your phone and see if it called me. So I dig into the bottom of my purse. I hadn't used it all day. Sure enough, 4.58, it had called him. That's just beautiful. I know. <laughs> and I have so many of these stories. And the most incredible thing about this is once you realize this is happening, you know, Jean said right after uh, he left his body, people started walking up to me. Strangers didn't know me, didn't know Jean, didn't know I was widowed. And they would just walk up to me and say, your husband said, tell our story. Mm. It kept happening over and over and over again. So he wants us. He wants me to tell the story so that everybody knows you must not say goodbye to your loved ones. Say hello, reconnect, and now you know with my dialoguing with the departed technique, you can make peace too. Okay. It's so wonderful. So let's talk about, you know, I, I, I know that people are going to be dying to read this book, dying to read this book, what a, what a pun that is. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this wonderful book, Love Never Dies, How to Reconnect and Make Peace with the Deceased. So for those people who are listening in that maybe just recently lost a loved one, yeah. what are some, you know, because I know you work with people on an individual basis, what would you tell one of them if they were in your office and how would you get them started? Okay, so the first thing I would say is, Accept that what you've been told about the afterlife is dead wrong, that heaven is a state, not a place, and that your loved one is right here. So now all we need to do is tune up your receptivity and help you recognize the signs, and in no time, you are going to be able to see, feel, hear, smell, and taste your loved one and continue your relationship. There is no reason for your relationship to end. You just have to shift it into a spiritual relationship. So what are some of the ways that they can get into that ability, into that stance or into that? Right. So one of the first, one of the things I teach in the chapter on creating a state of receptivity is how to really still yourself, right? Because we're very busy and we're running and it's noisy and you can't hear if you're always running and in noise. So I show you peaceful practices that I've created for this. And then I also show you how to use the breath because spirit is born on the breath. Right. So, you know, one of, one of the night, first nights he said to me, breathe deeply, Jamie, and you will feel me. So these are, you know, it's sort of a mystical idea, but the fact is be still and know that I am God. Right. There it is. Right, 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 right. Exactly. So that's the part is just being, you know, when you're, I think when you are in a grieving state, it is a little bit easier to be by yourself, you know, and you don't feel like, um, doing all the things that you would otherwise be doing. You can more easily be still, but one of the things I also talk about in Love Never Dies is to be careful not to allow yourself to emotionally flood. Because if you get too upset, it can actually block your receiver. Right. Because, you know, just like a serious storm will block the reception of radio or TV signals, the atmospheric storms, well, our emotional storms can do the same. So I show you how to titrate your mood so you're not too upset, 
you know? Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be numbed out with drugs or alcohol or any of these things, which will numb right. you down also. Right. And I, so I show you how to balance it so you're not too upset. And uh, also, I have some other techniques here where you, you have to learn to not push the river because the energy flows much better when you don't try to push for it. I have this woman who's been writing to me, well, you know, I've been telling him and telling him and telling him I want him to come through, and he hasn't come through in the way I want it. Well, who wants to be told what to do? <laughs> right. You know, he probably either, didn't want to be. living or in spirit, you know? I was going to say, he probably didn't want to be told, told what to He's do like, then. yo, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, we I are, didn't like when you nagged me when I was in a body. Right, right. Well, we are out of time. Unbelievable, Jamie. So people are going to have to get a hold of your book and find out all the wonderful stories, Love Never Dies, How to Reconnect and Make Peace with the Deceased. And this is our wonderful author, Dr. Jamie Turndoff. Thank you so much for joining us. And we're going to have you back again with your next book, too. And, oh, I forgot to mention, if people come to AskDrLove.com yeah. uh, and just sign up for my newsletter, Upper Right Corner, Join the Love Revolution, they will get the, the preface and the intro oh, perfect. as a free gift. And then once you buy the book, I have a, a love sweepstakes, a free gift, which I also describe at Love Never Dies. I mean, at Ask Dr. Love. Yes. Oh, that is just wonderful. Okay, so thank you so much. We will talk to you again soon, Jamie. You're perfect. You're just wonderful. I, I just love being with you. You are so open, and your heart just comes right through the line. Well, mutual admiration. Thank you so much, and we'll have you back again. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM and Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. for Prescriptions for Healing Conflict and visit our website at conflicthealing.com. Thanks. It's about trust. expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.